You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there wherever you might be in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's Locked On Cougars. We're going to talk about another NFL draft prospect, Tristan Hodge. What does the former BYU offensive lineman offer at the next level? We'll examine that. We'll also continue with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, talking about the 1923 BYU football program. Two very important things happened during this year. We'll examine that. And, of course, catch you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for April 20th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys, if you haven't done so already, please make sure you hit that follow button wherever you might be listening in from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, which the majority have seen to listen in on. Also, some of you listening on Spotify. Some of you may be even checking out the brand new Odyssey app as well. Wherever you're tuning in from, hit that follow button and join us every single day. It's a ton of fun to be with you guys. And hey, and I know it's the off season for both BYU basketball and football, but that does not mean that we stopped at all or slowed down at all here on this podcast. In fact, we kind of pushed the accelerator down and have a lot of fun. Try out some new things. Try out different ideas that I have had during the season that maybe don't work during that time of year. And a big thank you for your continued patronage and support of the show. Getting going here on a Tuesday edition of the show. Let's continue on. We are just nine days away from the NFL draft. Zach Wilson expected to go very, very high in the NFL draft. We're all aware of that. What we're doing here to get you guys ready for that is we are counting down with our draft profiles of guys who are most likely to be drafted in the NFL. And some of them may be undrafted free agents, but will still get an opportunity to be on an NFL roster for at least the offseason, go into training camp and see what happens for them. Yesterday, if you missed it, we tossed, talked about Chris Wilcox, the former BYU cornerback, stands six foot two, runs a four point three one second forty. Those two tangibles right there are going to make sure that he gets an opportunity in the NFL. The guy we're going to talk about today, and oh by the way, if you want to go back and listen to that right now, I don't mind if you hit pause right now, rewind to yesterday's show, and catch up on what I had to say about Chris Wilcox. I think there's a very interesting comparison for him that involves another former BYU football player. But today we are talking about Tristan Hodge, the former BYU offensive lineman, formerly also of Notre Dame, a four-star prospect coming out of Highland High School up there in Pocatello, Idaho. Went to play for the Fighting Irish for a time, but then ultimately decided it was not the right fit for him and lands in Provo, Utah, playing for the BYU football program. And I think the biggest thing about a guy like Tristan Hodge you need to know is that he has been an absolute stalwart in defending why he went to BYU. He fully enjoyed his experience as a Cougar. If you ask him to a man, he would absolutely embrace what he experienced as a Cougar. Really enjoyed his time in Provo. I think learned a lot. Had an opportunity to really grow as a person. Also show what he could do on the field as an offensive lineman, particularly at offensive guard. 
And this is a guy, by the way, had James MP not been on the roster at BYU, Tristan Hodge may have been BYU starting center for the majority of the past two seasons. I, I mean that sincerely. This was a guy who was battling to start at center for Notre Dame before ultimately deciding to leave South Bend and go to Provo. He's got the capability of playing all three interior offensive line positions. And why should I be the one to tell you about this? Let's let you hear from him himself. He spoke to the media after BYU's Pro Day last month, explaining exactly what he brings to the field as a prospect and what he wanted to show during Pro Day. Here you go. Doing the drills in front of these these scouts and coaches is the biggest thing for us because it's the most mimetic of what it's going to be like to play football. Of course, at the end of the day, if I'm going to be doing a, a, a broad jump or a vertical in the NFL, I think I might be doing something a little bit wrong. But my emphasis came out in, in the drills. I wanted to shine in these drills just because that's where I get to show a little more football skill rather than uh, than running fast and jumping high. A lot of teams do stress the fact that I have you know this utility of both guards and at center because that's one thing is being able to snap the ball is an invaluable skill at the next level. There you go, Tristan Hodge acknowledging the fact that he wanted to shine in those on-field drills. Obviously, the lateral ability showed his ability to get off the snap, all of that stuff, and he also had some fun saying, yeah, if I'm doing a vertical jump or running a 40-yard dash as an offensive lineman, I might be in the wrong sport or in the wrong position on the field, but nonetheless, very interesting to hear from him that he believes his ability to play both guard spots, whether it's right guard or left guard, and he spent the majority of his time at BYU at right guard, But in addition to that, he does have the ability to snap the ball. This is a two-time Gatorade High School Player of the Year in Idaho who played center, went to Notre Dame as a center, has been a backup of BYU at points at that center position, and that versatility is going to be his calling card when it comes to his opportunities in the NFL. Now, the Pro Football Focus Top 300 list does have Tristan Hodge on it. There are eight Cougars on that list. Actually, funny enough, the most of any team when it comes to the NFL draft, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this year. So pretty cool thing there. But 257 is where Tristan Hodge is listed. And this is going to be an interesting place for Tristan because it is my opinion that he probably ends up ultimately as an undrafted free agent because we do have to acknowledge the fact that he has had multiple injuries during his time at BYU. One of which really precluded him from really participating fully during the 2019 season. He was injured in that season opener against Utah try to battle through it for a few games ultimately proved to be a detriment to him and the team so he shut it down got the thing taken care of it was never completely diagnosed or put out there what exactly he dealt with but it was a season-ending injury ultimately that cost him that year he came back this year and had a relatively healthy season but not fully healthy he's going to have to prove that he can be healthy and available at all points at in the NFL and if he can do that he does stand a chance to be a practice squad player and ultimately maybe develop into something that could be a backup or a rotational player, kind of a swing offensive lineman. I know that's a really niche term when it comes to the NFL draft. What I mean by swing lineman is NFL rosters, you only can have 53 guys on the active roster and most times, teams will carry about 7 guys into a game day roster on the offensive line. Of course, the 5 starting offensive linemen and then what they call 2 swing linemen. Most of the time, one of them is what they call a swing tackle where he can play either right or left tackle if an injury knocks out either one of the starters there. The other is more of kind of a traditional interior offensive lineman who can play the guard or center spots 
And that's where Tristan Hodge needs to shine if he wants to make a roster. I do think he ends up as an undrafted free agent, ends up on a practice squad, and then will have to kind of prove himself from there. But I can tell you this much. Knowing what I know of Tristan Hodge, knowing what I know of his family, this is a family who has got NFL bloodlines in it. His father, Marty, his uncle, Merrill. They've all played at the highest level. I'm sure they've given him plenty of good advice, and he's going to be a workhorse when it comes to whatever franchise gives him his opportunity, and I'm looking forward to it. I think Tristan Hodge is going to surprise some folks once he gets into the NFL. He's going to have to show better athleticism, the ability to really work uh, as an individual, but also work with in tandem with guys around him along that offensive line. Should he develop those skills, there's no reason to think that he can't end up on an active roster somewhere as a swing line. I don't think Tristan will ultimately ever become a starter at the NFL level. I could be wrong about that. I'd love to be wrong about that, to be clear. But I do think he has the capability of being a guy who can make an active roster and be a part of a rotation for an NFL franchise. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for him. It's good to see him on this big board from Pro Football Focus. 257 on that list really kind of puts him on the edge of that undrafted free agent, maybe a late seventh round pickup. And as we talked about yesterday with Chris Wilcox, if you get late into that seventh round, you actually probably would prefer to be an undrafted free agent and kind of pick where you can go versus being locked into a a group or a team or a franchise that has maybe a log jam at the position you think you could break through at. So there you go. My thoughts on Tristan Hodge. I really like him as a prospect. I like him as a human being. He's been nothing but awesome when speaking speaking with the media during his time at BYU and hoping that that continues on into the NFL and he can enjoy the long career he envisions for himself. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll continue on with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, talking about the 1923 BYU football program. Two very important events happened during this season or in the lead up to this season that we'll touch on, as well as running down what happened during the 1923 season for the Cougars. We'll get to all of that here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at rockauto.com. I talked to you guys last week about how my blinker went out on the vehicle that I drive to and from work every single day. Well, I got the part. I ordered it on rockauto.com. It showed up. I got it installed and we're back in working order. It's really that simple, folks. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for whatever type of vehicle you got, whether it's a car, truck, SUV, a classic. They've got it for you guys. I promise you. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts at a chain store or at a dealership, guys? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. All right, my friends, the Locked On Podcast Network is going all in on the NFL Draft. We're covering it from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, which is presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, make sure to follow the Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes Podcast for the latest draft news every single day. And, of course, stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. Yes, we will have live NFL reaction. I'm guessing, like I did yesterday on the Ultimate Mock Draft, talking about Zach Wilson, I'll probably have a few more hits. Just kind 
kind of a, a teaser for you guys ahead as we look towards the NFL draft nine days away from today. All right, folks, we've been doing this for well over a week. You guys probably are getting used to this at this point, but we are counting you guys down to the upcoming BYU football season, September 4th, there in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium as BYU faces off against Arizona. And the way we're doing it is going back over the 100 seasons that BYU as a program, whether it's Brigham Young Academy or Brigham Young University, have played in their football playing history. We've talked about 1896 through 1899 last week. Yesterday, we talked about 1922 and the quote-unquote rebirth or the birth of football under Coach Alvin Twitchell with the BYU football program yesterday. Today, we talk about 1923. I think there are two important dates or two important events that we need to acknowledge as part of this before we get to the on-field part of this discussion. And let's start off with Notre Dame coach Newt Rockney. Yes, that Newt Rockney, one of the greatest coaches in college football history. Did you guys know that he spent the summer in 1923 at the first coaching school, which was instituted by BYU Athletic Director Eugene L. Roberts during the summer of 1923? Yes, Newt Rockney came to Utah to be part of this coaching school. He is in a picture, and we'll put this on our Instagram feed as well as our Twitter feed as well, at Lockdown Cougars for both of them. You can find them. He was actually pictured in this with a number of different coaches. Alvin Twitchell, the head coach for BYU during this time period, as well as one of his assistants, Fred Buck Dixon, was also in this coaching school. But Newt Rockney had a very, very unique relationship with Eugene L. Roberts and came to Utah, like I said, to be part of that coaching school. To think that Newt Rockney, one of the all-time great coaches in this great sport, spent a summer in Utah coaching and working just boggles my mind, but a really, really cool story nonetheless. There's actually a letter that exists from this time period. It's dated July 16th, 1923. I need to thank mvictors.com for pointing this out. They got a hold of this letter and it reads, my dear Gene, it's written to Gene, uh, Eugene L. Roberts, called him Gene, who was the athletic director at BYU. And here is the letter in its entirety. I'll read it. I just happened to look at the calendar and I see that the time is near for the great hike. I wish I could be with you. I have had a fine bunch here and I'm leaving here tomorrow. I will take about 10 days to drive back to South Bend when I will give my course at Notre Dame. I am a little fed up on football, but have had a fine time here and have met a nice bunch of people. I will have those papers with grades just as soon as I get a few minutes to myself. But if you're in a hurry for grades, do that yourself, your own judgment. But I do not believe we should flunk anybody. Well, I won't bother you anymore just now. Remember to me the good people there. And I just want to take this occasion to tell you that I had a very wonderful time out in Utah and that I am most grateful for you and your wonderful hospitality. With kindest regards and every good wish I am, sincerely, Newt Rockney. Think about that. Newt Rockney wrote a letter thanking Eugene L. Roberts for the time he had in Provo. Too bad some of his footballing prowess, his coaching prowess, couldn't rub off on BYU during this early tenure as a football program. Now, the other important note we need to take a note of is Eugene L. Roberts was also involved in another important thing in 1923, and that is the naming of the Cougar as BYU's mascot. Eugene L. Roberts, like I said, who was the director of athletics, also a coach and a faculty member, suggested the Cougar because it is native to Utah and exemplified the traits he hoped athletes competing for Brigham Young University would have. Those traits included strength, agility, grace, quickness, and beauty. 
Too bad BYU did not demonstrate those once again in 1923 under the direction of head coach Alvin Twitchell. Despite there being a decent improvement, the Cougars still finished the season in 1923, 2-5 overall, 1-5 in the Rocky Mountain Conference. And if you go by the records at uh, sportsreference.com, which says college football, BYU as a program was ranked 101st out of 109 teams in college football at this juncture. You're probably wondering, we talked yesterday about the 1-5 in five debut for BYU. Well, they were ranked 105 out of 109. And if you go by Sports Reference's simple rating system, which gives a number to programs, whether they're the best or the worst, well, BYU in 1922 was a minus 23.46, which was 109 out of 109. So the worst team by simple rating system, according to Sports Reference. Well, in 1923, the Cougars improved to 85th out of 109. So some significant improvement if you want to go by those metrics. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, Jake, well, who did they beat during this season? Well, let's break that down for you as well. They started out the year with a win at home over Montana State, 16-15, a very narrow win, then went on the road in October to both Colorado State and Colorado and were absolutely crushed. Colorado State beat them 16 to. 14 to 6, excuse me, before Colorado blew them out 41 to nothing. Then they had their annual rivalry game at home in Provo against Utah, losing 15 to nothing. Then the following week, they beat Western State 19 nothing for their first shutout as a football program, and then finished that up on the road with a blowout loss to Utah State 40 to nothing and a loss at Colorado College 31 to 6. So they bring their overall record to 2 and 5. The only non conference matchup officially was the win over Western State. So the Cougars 1-5 in, in the Rocky Mountain Conference this season, near the bottom of the standings once again, but the Cougars I think showed some improvement, and we'll talk about more improvement as we go along here, and let's be clear about this. With BYU during these early years, they have to be taken with uh, some measure of understanding that programs they were competing against, especially in the Rocky Mountain Conference, Colorado, Colorado State, which is Colorado Agri- Agricultural at this time, Utah Agricultural, now Utah State, Utah Montana State, there were a number of programs out there who were well-established and been playing football for well over a decade, if not two decades at this point, and that really put BYU behind the eight ball. So the Cougars finished in ninth place once again in the Rocky Mountain Conference, only ahead of Colorado Teachers University and the University of Wyoming, who was a fellow neophyte in the Rocky Mountain Conference, but nonetheless, not a great showing for BYU. Alvin Twitchell as a head coach, another rough season. Overall, as a head coach after two seasons at the helm of the BYU football program, had a grand total, a grand record of 3-10. and ten. So not great. We'll talk about his final season in charge of the Cougars tomorrow when we talk about the 1924 BYU football program. Continued improvement, but I think the most notable things we need to take away from 1923 were the fact that Newt Rockney spent time in Utah for an entire summer, really enjoyed his time, and that did not rub off, apparently, on anybody here, or BYU might have had a better showing. Obviously, players are a big part of that, but in addition to that, we finally got the Cougars to be known as the Cougars in 1923. I have not been able to acknowledge or find out what BYU was referred to as uh, 
1922 in terms of their mascot. Most of the time they referred to as the Y. That's, of course, a colloquial term we still use today. But nonetheless, the Cougars came about in 1923 thanks to Director of Athletics Eugene L. Roberts. So there you go. That's what happened in 1923 for the BYU football program. Of course, I welcome your guys' suggestions, your corrections, your omissions, whatever you guys feel that you need to weigh in on. If you have some resources that you have at hand that I can help me out when I look at this information, I would more than welcome the help. Feel free to reach out anytime via social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Or, as always, you can reach out via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, so tomorrow we'll talk about 1924 for the BYU football program. Like I said, this is going to be a spring and summer long edition counting it down towards the start of the 2021 BYU football season. And I'm absolutely having a ball reading up on this stuff every day. And I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as I am enjoying bringing it to you. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. And boy, is there a lot to get to. And we'll touch on all of it in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. It is the simplest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, guys. NBA action all ongoing, Major League Baseball. If you're a hockey fan, NHL action as well, all in full swing. They even cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. I saw yesterday Bet Online put out their win totals over unders for NFL teams. I'm sure college football teams will be here relatively shortly. So if you want to do futures bets, they've got those for you too. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets. And by the way, it is free to sign up. You heard that right. F-R-E-E. Head to the website, that's betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Yes, a 50% welcome bonus. All you got to do is make that first deposit and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get that 50% added in to your account to bet with at Bet Online, as they are your online sportsbook experts. Folks, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, which is presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey.com, is happening now. It features analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts, including yours truly, for every team are making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's Odyssey. Check it out now, guys. It's a ton of fun. I listened to the first edition just yesterday. I'll be catching uh, the next edition today here shortly, I'm sure, and I hope you guys will enjoy it as well. It's one of the biggest productions we do as a network, and it's bigger and better than ever. Love having Odyssey on board as part of it. All right, catching guys up on everything else that you guys need to know as a BYU fan today. Let's start off with a game you'll be able to watch today, and that's BYU and Dixie State will play the second of two scheduled ba- baseball games today at 4 p.m. Mountain Time at Miller Park. The game will be broadcast live on the BYU TV app as well as BYUtv.org. Spencer Linton and Gary Scheide will be on the call for that. And of course, the BYU Sports Network on the radio will have a live broadcast with Greg Rubel and Tuckett Slade calling that game 
on the radio. BYU had a tough weekend. They're 11 and 20 on the season, six and six in West Coast Conference play. Uh, BYU uh, struggled with three losses at Omaha last week: two one, six five, and four one. Looking to get back into the win column. BYU lost to Dixie State down there in St. George on March 16th. The Trailblazers won five to four on a walk-off season goal in the bottom of the ninth. The Cougars, like I said, 11 and 20. Dixie State 11 and 22. Both of them very much needing a win going into this game. Following the game, BYU will head to Spokane for a series against Gonzaga for three games this weekend. So best of luck to Mike Littlewood and his team, hoping that they can split that series, the season series, with Dixie State today at Miller Park. All right, catching up on other news and notes out there. Congratulations to the women's soccer program. They are in the number 12 seed in a first-round bye in the 2021 NCAA tournament. The Cougars will face the winner of Virginia and Southern Illinois Edwardsville. That matchup will take place ahead of BYU's matchup against one of those two teams on Saturday, May 1st at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. It will take place in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, Just a note for you guys. All of the NCAA tournament for the women's soccer side of things is like the other NCAA tournaments that we have seen taking place in just one locale. That is North Carolina for volleyball. Uh, BYU, sorry, it's not volleyball. Women's soccer is in North Carolina. Women's volleyball was in Nebraska. Of course, the men's basketball tournament was in Indiana. So it was just kind of something they're doing this year with COVID-19. But kind of a fun format all the same. And best of luck to the Cougars as they get ready for that matchup as the 12th seed looking to make get another deep run in the NCAA tournament. I have no reason to believe that they will not be able to make a deep run. We'll have more information on this as it gets a little bit closer, but really, really fun to see BYU getting that first round by. Virginia and SIUE will play Wednesday, April 28th at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, streaming on NCAA.com. And like we said, the winner of that matchup faces the Cougars Saturday, May 1st, there in Cary, North Carolina. On to softball now, and freshman Violet Zavodnik for the BYU Women's softball program has earned West Coast Conference Player of the Week honors. That was announced earlier this week. She was 4 of 7 with 3 runs in 3 games while adding 2 home runs and 4 RBIs in the ninth week of competition this season. She finished the week with a 1.571 slugging percentage. Just over 1,571 slugging percentage. Absolutely phenomenal. Drew 2 walks, got hit by 2 pitches, and also added 2 stolen bases. This is the 8th overall Player of the Week award for the Cougars this season. Congratulations to Violet Zavodnik on that honor. All right, and one final note for you guys before we go here on this Tuesday is a big congratulations to BYU swimmer Josue Dominguez. He's a member of the men's swimming program at BYU, but this past weekend broke three national records in the 50, 100, and 200-meter breaststroke for the Dominican Republic at the VI Dominican Republic International Swim Open 2021. He will be obviously hoping to go to the Olympics to represent the Dominican Republic in the breaststroke. Well, I think if you set three national records in one meet, your chances are pretty, pretty good. We're under 100 days away from the Olympics. Obviously, there's still some concern that they ultimately could be canceled outright, but I think Josue Dominguez, he is crossing his fingers and hoping that he is going to be in Tokyo representing the DR uh, swimming the breaststroke there. Really, really cool to see him break all three of those records and a congratulations to him on a job well done. All right, that's going to do it for a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys every single day talking about the Cougars. I hope you all are doing well whenever you hear this. Make sure to leave us a rating and review, by the way, on the podcast provider of choice you happen to use. Most of you use Apple Podcasts. We want those five-star ratings as well as your comments, what you like about the show. Please leave them now if you haven't done 
done so already. It helps us build our audience and also helps Cougar fans find us in turn. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 20th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys manana.